0: Everybody seems like we just talked. Um, haha, Mr. Palmer, how are you? Doing good, John. How are you? Good, and we have Mr. McKegg back with us for another appearance. It's, it seems round, like we just talked round to
1: two. Oh, exciting!
0: <laughs> Full disclosure: we just perfectly planned this to split this into. And I looked at Jim's script this morning and said, "Wow, it's wireless and then wired." Um, so we wanted to, to sort of have a logical split. Um, although I think we have maybe room for a couple minutes of Wi-Fi before we jump into the Wired, because I'm a Wi-Fi guy. I don't like talking wired. I don't like talking switches. It's it's just the bane of my existence. So there's one item I know that we didn't get to, um, and, and we sort of beat up the clients a little bit towards the end. But, Jim, do you want to talk about it?
2: We're talking about Wired, right?
0: Well, I was going to say we could talk about NBR first for just a couple minutes, then we
2: flip completely into Wired. So, all right, we can talk about that. And welcome, welcome back, Ryan yeah <laughs> thank you <laughs> and if you if you didn't listen to uh part one with Ryan um go back to that go back to that episode I'll even put a link for you in in this show notes to go to that show um go listen to that one and you can catch up with Ryan and and John and I as we talked about k-12 and education and going back to school and one of the things that um and it's funny because as we were talking we were emailing about this um earlier this week we we're talking about you know different things that you can do to help out your your network and in the last episode you were, you were referring to band specific SSIDs mm-hmm. and it's really funny because i gave a presentation at a conference this past february and one of the things i touched on briefly was this idea of band specific SSIDs i used to be a big a big um, proponent of it and then I went to no, we need to have the same SSID. And then I changed my mind and said I need to split. And it's funny because I keep going back and forth on this. And and so that again is a debate all mm-hmm. to itself that would take a 30 minute episode. Sure. Um and so, but the other thing that we want I want to touch on real quick are some some basic things that you know we can do to help. And one of them being the minimum basic rate. Right. So so we're now going to go. We're going to do a cage match, and Ryan's going to say one thing, and I am going to disagree with him, and then we're going to fight it out, and then we'll talk about John's favorite subject of Wired. So, <laughs> oh man.
1: So, okay. So, why would you set a min rate, right? So, so one of the challenges is um, students don't just sit in one classroom, right? They they move around right. I'm going from my English to my math to my history class or you know whatever whatever it is, uh, and and a lot of times now in these one to one environments, everybody's got a portable device or two. Uh, you want devices to uh, to roam cleanly. Now, first part of roaming is to make sure that we have uh, APs appropriately spaced and that in every classroom, I want to have a clear winner. I want a device that I can see that's above and beyond the other access points uh, that that has the power that the device is going to say, hey, I'm attracted to this because, look, it's got this great, you know, signal to noise ratio and i can see the the device cleanly and connect to it and and uh, all that so we try to make the decision as we talked about in the last episode for the device easy Um, you know pick the clear winner in the space when we've got a high density of ap's and all the ap's are just a few db apart it makes it a little bit harder to can you know to figure out hey who do i want to connect to and then when roaming happens um the roaming is about the device Needing to leave one uh, place, and we've talked about the fact that it's sticky; it's going to stick to a, an older an AP that it was associated to. So we want to see that device roam from one to the other cleanly. Well, one way that we can do that is we set the minimum connection rate, um, the the BSS min rate. Um, so now the question is, you know, what are our options? Do we do you know, twelve, twenty-four, eleven? You know, it's a What is it that you want to do? So, so. I, I have always um, been pretty conservative around this uh, area, and I'll say, you know, we're going to set a min rate, but we're going to start at the low end and say, let's let's just get you connected here, um, and see how the devices roam. If if you if you're getting good roaming activity and devices that are moving around are able to snap to the next AP along the way, um, then we've probably got this setting right. If if however we find that devices are sticky and bandwidth is dropping off and they're still not moving the way we want, we can crank that up and we can say, look, if a device can't associate at a minimum, in your case, 24 megabits per second, drop it. The AP is going to force the device to go essentially to another. So I'm a fan of using the min rate and making sure that, and that, in my opinion, helps with the roaming
2: activities, uh, gets the devices moving where they need to go. All right. So we're going to go back to it. Episode we had a few episodes ago. I'm going to hold your feet to the fire.
1: Mm.
2: I don't. You don't. You don't get to say it depends, John. Uh. John knows where. Yeah, I'm going because it's funny. Total sidebar here. I was working with a, and somebody that we all know. Um, she was in an event last week. Yeah, last week, and this topic came up. And there's, I am a huge fan of higher. The, basically, I say go as high as you can, mm-hmm. because there's an issue when you have really low minimum rates. So for me, I always tell people, start high and only go low if you have to. So I say 24 megabits per second. What say you, Mr. McKegg, what is your number? Uh, I, start, I start at half that and move up. <laughs> that's fine but and i'm
1: finding success with that so that's my judge uh right so but um you know there's a there's always a middle ground and so some of my admins uh at some of the schools are moving it up uh but uh you know I'm, i'm pretty conservative in my design and my power settings and other things like that and if and that's assuming i've designed The network too, right? And they've put the aps
2: where I asked them to put them, and it's you know there's a lot of caveats I could throw at that, so I'm not going to throw out the depends, but it kind of depends. No, it 100% depends, so that's fine. Yeah. Um, So, John, what's say? No, I was going to say
0: that's it's. it's, I I I'm in the same boat. I I usually whenever I was tinkering with it, we used to start with. the 24. We got really aggressive, and I remember uh, our SME at the time going, "Wow, you guys are going crazy aggressive." But we we knew our design. We put the aps where they needed to be, and we knew we could probably pull it off. And we never looked back. And you know, it, it, it depends on again your design. Um, if you're building a, a greenfield design, you can design for that. Um, if you're not, and you're kind of inheriting one, and you're, it's a brownfield kind of thing. Um, it does depend. You're going to have to tweak it. You're going to have to tune it. You're going to have to watch what your uh, your clients are telling you in your or in your metrics, whatever you've got, and we're we're going to talk about that in a, in a little bit. Um, but it depends. But I I would definitely say um, if you're trying to give the best client experience, that 24 meg min rate is, I mean, you're you're basically ensuring that the people that are connecting to your devices uh, to your APs are going to be getting uh, a really good experience.
1: Good throughput.
2: That's all or nothing, you know, get on yeah. or not. <laughs> the the exactly. advice. So here's the advice I'd give to people because i worked on networks where I, I didn't have a choice of where I put the APs. I didn't have a choice. I didn't get to do the design. I didn't get to do any of that stuff. You know, it was like, we're putting the AP in this one location because that's where we have the drop and you can't move it. And so here's the advice I would give to people. If you're unsure, if you don't know, if you don't even know what a min rate is, you can see it in your controller Start at 12. And if nobody complains, bump it to 24. Because there's some, there's a whole bunch of other stuff that happens with this minimum rate. And I have my reasons that we won't get into. Because this really is, this gets into that next level discussion. And if they complain, then you bump it back down to 12. But you want to be it. You, you want to keep that thing. Because my feel is if you have a minimum rate of 6 megabits per second. And we won't talk about 1, 2.2 5 or 11 because those are B rates you don't want to use those but <laughs> you you want your choices to either be 6, 12 or 24 and 6 i mean if you're if you're sitting here going I need to have a minimum rate of 6 megabits per second or else my clients won't connect and they won't stay connected then you that is a an indication to you and your administration and, as, and to your bosses that hey we need to do a new design because if you if, if 6 is your only choice to keep clients connected then you need to do a new design. So, there there you go. Of the of the three that you should be picking, mm-hmm. start with 12, try to go up. And if yeah. you have to go to 6, that's indicative of a bigger problem and you need to call somebody like Ryan. Don't call me or John. <laughs> Ryan. Yeah. And-
1: if you're in uh, one of my three states, oh no I'll no no no, I don't I'll care put, I'll anywhere. in the oh, Nation,
0: oh, worldwide,
2: Ryan. yeah, sure, yeah, look I'll, I'll put it in the, the show now. Fra-
0: no, no, it's it's flashing on the screen right now. They can see it, right, Jim?
2: Bing, 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 bing. Oh yeah, yeah. Post yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my uh, cell phone too, would you? <laughs> call, yeah, call you the go. number on the bottom of the screen, and
0: <laughs> I don't mess oh, with people. Lovely, but, so. But so pivoting from that, because it is, and, and ultimately the reality is everybody that knows Wi-Fi, even a little bit knows, any one of these conversations could go down a rabbit hole that could talk, talk we could talk about it for hours. Um, but wireless is so easy, right? It doesn't need any wires, right?
1: Yeah, right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it does actually, John, that's one of those, I said it's the bane of my existence. Mm-hmm. John 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 <laughs> as 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 much as I sit there and just say like it's a wire it's a power adapter for me and Jim and I've had this conversation many many times it's not right and so you've got things like uh, I mean obviously you've got to take into account the switch infrastructure but DNS DACP everything comes into play um, BOE
2: VLANs. <laughs> well and this yeah. is your this is something oh, near, dear to your
0: heart I think so I'll, I'll let you kind of take the thunder Mr. Palmer
2: So full disclosure, we've been emailing all week before we recorded this and Ryan touched on some things that, again, I think is very near and dear to my heart. And so I want Ryan to kind of take the lead on this and sort of walk us through around the ideas of, you know, the networking service, the wired networking services that we rely on, that John relies on as a Wi-Fi person, things like DNS, DHCP, Uh VLAN, you know, we'll, we'll throw some VLANs in there. We'll even talk about some PoE stuff. We alluded alluded to it earlier about PoE. So, Ryan, why don't you kind of walk us through things that you're seeing from your perspective in dealing yeah. with these, you know, about you know, sort of these wired issues that John likes to pretend don't exist. Oh, I'm telling <laughs> you. So so
1: so. You know, the inevitably somebody's going to call you and say the Wi-Fi is broken, or they'll use a stronger word, right? <laughs> um, and and unfortunately, what I'm finding a lot of times is it's not the Wi-Fi. Uh, the Wi-Fi is just the the edge, right? It's the connection point, and and the wireless LAN professionals guys have got a great little chart that shows here's the Wi-Fi on the edge, and here's this you know all the services at the back end that uh you know support it yeah you're holding it up you got yes yeah send them a link to that right so so that chart you know shows that you know all this infrastructure that's behind the ap the physical cabling makes a difference is it cat5 cat6 did you run it past a light ballast is that you know is it over 300 uh feet you know uh you know what's your poe power capabilities you know is it terminated properly is the Patch cable, okay. So layer, you know, the OSI model rules. Layer one, first thing. Then we move up to the idea of the switching and switching capabilities, and the AP. Can it do one gig? Can you bond, you know, two two cables together and do link aggregation? Uh, or you know, is that needed? Uh, and so we have a lot of debates around the physical infrastructure, supporting the multi-gig communication. These APs are so much faster. I mean, uh, if you would have told me back when I was doing citywide Wi-Fi in 2006, that we would be, you know, and that was ABG, <laughs> you know, Wi-Fi, that we'd be as fast as we are today, I would have just laughed at you, right? And so it's amazing speeds that we're capable of, but the back-end systems have to, to support it. And what I've seen in in the education space is this lean IT kind of feel, where you know they don't have a lot of guys to support. They don't have a lot of infrastructure uh, engineers. They don't have RF engineers. And a lot of times, um, you know, they they don't necessarily um, uh, understand uh, some higher level networking concepts. But as part of that lean IT part, they've consolidated a lot of these services. So there's one firewall for the school district. There's one DNS server for the school district. You know, there's, you know, one DHCP server. And sometimes these are one device or multiple devices. And they've centralized it at, a, at the district office or at the high school. And, and then the other schools are connected to it over Metro links or things of that nature. And what we're finding is people will call me and they'll say, I'm having high connectivity failures on my uh, client devices. Uh, there's something wrong with the Wi-Fi, and uh, uh, it was really tough to go in and you've got to pack, you know do packet captures and figure out you know what what's failing where why. Um, and uh, over the last year and a half, now two years, um, we've started doing proof of concepts with our Ruckus AI, and wow just mind-blowingly exciting data uh, that started popping out at us uh, in some of these districts where they were seeing latency on their DNS and DHCP of 600, 900, 1,000 plus milliseconds for just DHCP. Well, obviously, a device is going to time out uh, and do a self-assigned IP ip address at some point and it's not going to go anywhere but it looks like the wi-fi is failing and it's not it's this it's an essential network service at the back end that's that's being slammed by us as you talked about in the first episode a spike of clients showing up at eight o'clock in the morning right and the server's under resourced and it can't provide the connectivity or the latency across the land winks is is too much for it to respond in a timely way so we've been able to find some of these connectivity issues across the land um, and that that are causing some of these issues. And we've had to, you know, push for some architectural changes. Put the put the DHCP on an edge switch in the in the school or something of that nature. Push it out and federate it so that you don't have it all consolidated into one place. Um, and so there's much more to look at than just the Wi-Fi. The Wi-Fi and the signals and the channels and all that, that's great. But you really have to understand what's behind it.
2: No, 100%. Keep up with, keep up with this, John. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. No,
0: then, sorry. this is this is absolutely this is part I can't actually um not even playing dumb. I can't actually play play into it. Um I mean I've had, you know, talking DHCP I've had issues where we had people, you know, it was a temporary space set up, and they're joining, and they're like, well, we can't join, the Wi-Fi is broken. And then we're like, well, they're not getting a DHCP address. Well, it turns out the leases were set too long, and the pools were set too small. And the amount of people in the temporary space was, was you know, to, to the point from the prior episode, Ryan, about the testing, right? Uh-huh. It was a space designed for like 10 people, and suddenly they crammed 150 people in it, and it was a different 150 people now than it was an hour ago. Well, the 150 leases from an hour ago were still up and the pool was only 175, guess what? Your DHCP pool just broke. Um, So without getting into the guts of what's going into a 7150 or an 8200 or anything like that, um, it's important to know upstream that, you know, like you said, Wi-Fi is very little part of the equation, but everybody goes and, and you know, my family hates it when I say, like, the Wi-Fi is not broken. And they're like, I can't get on the Internet. I'm like, well, that's different. Yeah, and right. like, well, how are you saying the Wi-Fi is not broken? I'm like, well, because I can get to all of my local switches and servers and and systems on Wi-Fi. I can't get out of the house because there's something broken with the ISP.
2: Bingo. But Wi-Fi is fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. don't
0: ever get that's a that's a very bad argument to have with your spouse. Just pro tip, yeah. not not yeah, from experience I, I or can, anything like that.
2: I can second that. <laughs> <laughs> well, but so, yeah, yeah.
0: But so you made an interesting point. I'm kind of we can. I mean, there's other conversations we can have about higher ed and and education in general, and I apologize, I just always go to higher ed, uh, about network segmentation and things like that. But you made a a good point about a couple of things that Ruckus can actually, shameless plug, help with. Um, Mm -hmm. Because one of the biggest problems, and we touched on in Episode 1, is, I have to imagine a lot of, with, with the budgets and things like that, funding is not easy to get, right? And so, a lot of times, you mentioned lean staff, and you mentioned Ruckus AI. Ruckus Analytics, Ruckus One, we've got a couple products that are really, I almost want to say they're tailor-made to help these lean staffs do a lot with less. And uh, I'm just kind of curious to see if you've had any traction with that or what your, your take is on that.
1: Uh, You know, uh, uh, it's true. Um, So I I have schools that have like an SNMP management system, right? And it'll tell them, you know, the link uh, capacity and or utilization on a switch port, or it will tell them if it's up or down, you know, it'll do some pings and things like that. But most of those tools have never provided me the kind of data that I'm getting out of the AI. Uh, especially when it comes to things like uh, connection success and, and failure rates, uh, latency on DHCP, which I already mentioned, but also latency on uh, authentication servers, so radius uh, servers that need to provide uh, you know, a lot of authentication and short durations of time. Um, And so being able to see with clear visibility every roaming activity of every client device and how clean it was and what the SNR is um, of that device as it moves around the network. Um, I mean, it's just an incredible wealth of data and inevitably nobody calls when they're having problem. It's uh, yesterday it was broken and I want to know why well yesterday is yesterday but now that i've got this um, uh, this tool i can go in and say let me look at your device whether i look it up by the mac address or the ip address or its device name or your authenticated name or whatever it is i can look it up and i can see was there a network um event or, or system failure or something else that impacted your device or was there something about your device? Did you get the PSK wrong when you put it in or what, you know, any of that. So so being able to very quickly drive to a particular, um, you know, root of what the issue was and find out some recommendations for how to fix it is really a powerful, powerful tool because uh, we don't, you know, we don't want to spend all day researching and trying to figure out and you know variant testing and so we have tools now that will automatically test in the background and and tell us on success or on failure uh if you wish uh you know uh, back-end metrics or things that are going on so whether it's a you know vlan mismatch or low poe budget or other things it's really you know you don't always see that stuff in standard network management tools
2: you know you bring up something interesting. And I did a presentation at, or no, it wasn't me. It was somebody else, but we did a presentation at mobility field day nine, where we were talking about, you know, sort of the, some of the latest stuff that we have and ruckus one, you know, really does seem to be, you know, sort of, I mean, it, it, it takes care of a lot of this stuff because one of the things that came up, um, during that was one of the one of the delegates noticed that in ruckus one there's this little thing that pops up on the right hand side of the screen and it says did you know and it's basically like you know it's, it's 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 a way to look at it and it puts it in plain English of like right now I'm looking at mine it says the average daily airtime utilization last week was you know that at 53 percent for 2.4 gigahertz You know, and so these really are tools, you know, and you're, you're alluding to that tools that, you know, that can really help um, school staffs and school administrators, you know, sort of help manage their thing because it's, it's basically the platform, you know, as you log in in the morning, you look at it and you go, oh, did you know this is, you know, it's like, Mm -hmm. Hey, what does this mean? And, you know, and if you don't know what it means, or, you know, it might give you a, you know, maybe it's just a, did you know thing, or it's like, Hey, there is this other problem. And so. It's really sort of an interesting thing. And the other thing that, you know, we kind of alluded to, and I know I've talked with some other people in the past about this, is the, in the, in Ruckus AI, which um, has a feature in there called service validation. Mm -hmm. And I wrote a guide and I talked about this and it's like, you know, service validation is such a, such a, powerful tool when you really think about what it does. Have you, Ryan, have you ever used the service validation? Oh oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Routinely. routinely, All right. So you've used it more than me. Um, So can you walk us through what is the service validation piece? What is that part that I feel, you know, from my little bit of use could be very powerful for some of these um organizations so so if you take an
1: average school district right let's say assume you know there's a central point it's the district office perhaps and and then a satellite of schools connected together through through the through the network one of the things that i've used service validation for is to go out to the edges go to each of the buildings and different ap groups or zones on all the different campuses and set up some routine tests that go from that edge across the WAN links, across the LANs, across the switch stacks, all the way into the core um, and test your DNS, test your DHCP, test your radius server, test uh, the, the path loss or other things that are going in that space. And so the idea is you can set up a set of routine tests that the AI will run from the edge to the core across your LAN. And if you want, go out and check DNS uh, from Google, if you're using Google DNS or you're using your local ISP's DNS. Run these tests on a routine basis and they'll run in the background automatically. And then what you want is ultimately tell me if it fails. Raise the alarm if it fails. I don't, you know, if you can run it 10 times a day, I'll be happy. You don't have to tell me when it passes, but if it fails, tell me. Let me know what's going on. Uh, And so it keeps an eye on the network for you. It lets you also see the variations because not every Metro WAN link is made the same right and ISPs are you know they're doing uh, software defined networking from one campus to the other across their infrastructure well they've got routers and switches in that in that mix as well and so uh, you know to be able to watch that link um, and its throughput and its, and its capabilities if it wavers, you've got documentation to go to the ISP and say hey you know we're paying for this but we're getting this you know or, or you know you've got an SLA and you're not meeting it um, and so these routine tests will, you know, basically happen in the background. And by the way, the result of these tests, uh, you know, feeds into you can you can provide reports. And and so and there's a whole set of automated reports. So who cares about the reports? Well, the board cares. (laughs) The the, you know the school board cares. The principals care. You know and and when you can you know kind of do that proactive marketing and give them a weekly summary. Hey, we connected fifty thousand students this week, and you know their average user experience was this. You know, that helps, you know, get them off your back, so to speak, as an IT guy, uh, you know, because you're able to provide that that, you know, validation.
2: I love it. And I love the fact that it's, you know, it's an automated thing and it sends those reports because if you've been doing Wi-Fi for longer than, you know, a week, you know that somebody is asking you, well, how many how many client devices are and they say mm-hmm. people? but it's like how many client devices, you know, did they work, you know, was the Wi-Fi good, you know? And and it's like, but so having that is really kind of cool. But one of the last things I want to throw in here and, you know, I was, I think in the last episode, I was kind of, I was teasing it. We teased it with the, uh, the profiler tool. Um, Is there are other tools if you don't happen to be running, you know, ruckus one with ruckus AI, there are other tools that you can use to help with that. And, you know, One of the ones that we like using is the Wlan Pi, and there's some other cool tools and all that, and I'll I'll add that link in. And the Wlan Pi also ties into another tool that helps administrators that and everybody called Wi-Fi Explorer Pro. Um, And so those are a couple of other tools that you can use that, you know, they won't do the in-depth analysis, but it does enough that you can kind of keep up. So we'll throw those links in there to, you know, if you're not lucky enough to be on Ruckus One, you know, but you want to be, call Ryan. Um, <laughs> numbers at the bottom of the screen. Yeah, that's it. Here
1: we go again. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I I tell people about, you know, there's a lot of tools out there that are coming into the space. Uh, and one of the older ones that I always liked was Insider. Uh, you know, it's a kind of quasi-shareware tool, the idea that I can, you know, see a list of APs, their, their MAC addresses that they're, you know, BSSI, that they're, they're running, I can see the relative signal strength and I can evaluate, you know, am I getting neg 65 at the, you know, at the, at at this, and then what's the next one down and how far apart are they separated and all that. Those are just great tools to just get an understanding what the RF environment kind of looks like.
0: Right. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the beauty part with, so, you know, Jim, you mentioned Wi-Fi Explorer. I mean, Adrian, I'm not getting paid to plug this at all, but he's got a really good suite of tools. Um, I use Signal all the time. He's got some, some PCAP stuff. He's got a lot. And the beauty part for a budget-conscious district um, as a Wi-Fi professional, it's it's something that you don't mind paying for out-of-pocket. I have paid for out-of-pocket because it's not the sting of a a, a several-thousand-dollar tool with an, an annual license. So, there are tools out there. There's a, a you know There, there are options that, to fit any budget. And the nice thing is, with some of those, it makes you actually learn more about the protocol, which is always invaluable. Um, but so, with that said, I think we've kind of hit on all the topics we were looking to hit on, and I don't know that we've got anything else to talk about. Um, I feel like we're getting the hook Um, and Mr. Palmer's got the, why does that look like a a sheep herding hook there, Jim? I don't know what that, with the, anyways, um, I think, I think we're at a good point. I I wanted to say, um, I usually ask if there's anything else to talk about, but I think we've hit everything. Um, I, the only thing I have left to say is thank you, Mr. McKay for, for spending your time with us. It's uh, two great episodes. I think they're great episodes. I'm biased. Um, I don't have any other closing (laughs) thoughts.
1: Uh, I had a great time. Thanks for the opportunity. Thank you. Come back another time. (laughs) Any
0: yeah. <laughs> we'll hold you to that. Um, we
2: will definitely do that. Um, Mr. Palmer, any closing thoughts? No, just good luck to all the, the K-12 people out there and higher ed people. Um, and yeah, if you need, you know, you need some help or, you, you know, we're always here, come find us on social media, or like I said, call the number on the bottom of the screen and, um, and we'll see what we can do to help you guys out and get you going for this school year.
0: All right. Well, thanks, everybody. And to all those going back to school, enjoy. And we'll catch you guys on the next episode.
2: Thanks, everybody.